It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with knowledge so you are empowered to make better financial decisions in your life. Whether it's ugly or nice outside, wherever you are, it's sunny inside our studio. I get to be here with you. And today, my favorite, I get to hear how I stink. It's really great for me to hear from you, your feedback where you feel or you know I've done something wrong because none of us should live in an echo chamber. You know, one of the things in modern life is we live in a mutually reinforcing echo chamber where we only hear stuff that we already have a tendency to agree with. I think it's important to break that echo chamber and hear what you feel, what you think, whether you're angry or what, where you feel I haven't gotten it right. And that's why Clark Stinks is so important to me. Something else important to me, I am so grateful to the wonderful, brave men and women of our country who put their lives on the line each day to keep us safe and secure in this great nation, our veterans. And I want to talk about our veterans as we approach Veterans Day. We've got deals for veterans and lots of information that you want to hear that will help you financially. So I'm really excited about that segment. Okay. Um, we're going to do Clark stinks now, right? Yep. Ready? ready? Let's go. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Clark recently suggested that a person who didn't want to fly to Germany could take a repositioning cruise and go to Europe in the spring and return to the U.S. in the fall. The only problem with this advice is that Americans can only stay 90 days in the Schengen countries. Schengen, I think. I I never pronounced that right, so I don't even know why I even said anything. Countries in any six-month period. This traveler could stay in Germany for three months, but without a special visa, he would need to move out of the Schengen zone where he would likely have difficulty practicing his German, Anne. Anne, thank you for this. And uh, it requires for an extended stay to apply for a visa that would allow you the longer stay. And so we're going to have to get used to anyway doing more work in order to visit Europe. The continually delayed entry requirements into Europe are now supposedly going to be implemented late 24 into 25. We keep, we had questions for years when that's going to happen. And even for less than 90 days stay, Americans are going to have to apply for the equivalent of a, uh, it's a junk fee visa kind of thing. The Europeans say that it'll give them better ability to track you and know whether you've overstayed your welcome. Clark, when you say Bitcoin is not money, you say it because it's not widely used as a medium of exchange. That's true, although I recently used it to make a purchase from an Indian website that offered a 10% discount if I use Bitcoin. But medium of exchange is only one property that defines a money. Another is store of value, and that's an area where Bitcoin performs better than U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars always depreciate, whereas Bitcoin has appreciated fantastically throughout its lifespan being the best performing asset class in the world for nine of the last 13 years, George. George, thank you for your post. And 
it's been a long time since we've been getting uh, any crypto posts. And Bitcoin is kind of like the flagship of the crypto universe. Your point about store of exchange, medium of exchange, you said store of value. That would be the comparison that so many people make with Bitcoin versus gold, gold or precious metal as a store of value. So the way that people think about crypto is a problem because particularly in the go-to-go days when people were furious at me, what I said about crypto, the idea of it being something that is a speculative thing that can go steadily up in value, a lot of people got burned. And we had the last post we had about Bitcoin was somebody who bought it at a point where they've lost money in their ownership of it. The, if you think of it as a way of storing an alternative class of value, because you worry about government-issued currencies being devalued over time, that's fine. That's not what most people have come to me about crypto for. But crypto is not real money, and you pointed an alternative use, and that's fine. But it is not a replacement for money, which is how a lot of people think about Bitcoin or any other crypto. Clark, on a recent show, you talked about free or reduced health care plans for a college student. There is nothing free about this. You should have said there is a no cost or reduced rate for this person. Taxpayers are paying for it. Thanks, John. John, you are completely right that the subsidies available for a plan purchased at healthcare.gov or state equivalent are being subsidized by your fellow taxpayers where you're able to get a plan at no monthly premium or a very low monthly premium. That is a good thing to point out that services the government provides for free, somebody's paying for them, and it's the deficit or your fellow taxpayers. Clark, still suggesting dropping collision and raising deductibles to save money on insurance? Insurance companies figured this out 20 years ago. Raising deductibles and reducing or dropping collision has nearly no effect on your premium. This is well known and not exactly news. The liability portion is the lion's share of all premiums and has been for a long, long time. Jim. Jim, the liability portion is the principal cost of auto insurance because the risk on the liability side is so enormous because the cost of a vehicle is nothing compared to the cost of an injury to a human being. Having agreed with you on that, I'll say it depends on your insurer, how rates are set in a state, whether eliminating coverage for collision comprehensive will save you a meaningful amount of money. And that's why I use the threshold that when the cost for collision comprehensive is more than 10% of the remaining value of your vehicle, that's when you should consider dumping it and being self-insured for the value of your car itself. I usually roll my eyes when someone writes in to correct or complain about Clark's idiosyncratic language, but I have to admit I'm so tired of hearing both Clark and Krista talk about people, quote, volunteering for occupations in which they're paid. Fire people aren't voluntarily running into a burning building. They're professionally running into a burning building. Mike. Mike, thank you. When I think either of us had said something like that, think about a 
member of the U.S. military who voluntarily joins the military. Yes, they get paid, but much less than they would be for an equivalent role if there was something equivalent to what they're doing in civilian life. They're volunteering to serve their country. To me, a public service worker, somebody who does emergency medical, a police officer, firefighter, any of these kind of things, they are voluntarily going into a profession that has enhanced risk with a benefit to society. So maybe our verbiage is bad, but the sentiment is there for that. Well, and for the military, I think of it as the alternative would be a draft. And so in this... Which I'm a big fan of. I know you are. Oh, man. I, I know every time I say how much I'm in favor of the draft, we have people that are very unhappy with me about it. But I feel like we've lost some of the sense of commons in the United States that we're all here to build a better society together. So now I just generated more Clark stinks, didn't I? Go ahead, Chris. Clark doesn't stink, but missed an opportunity during his credit cards on auto pay segment. He said that if you miss a payment and call the credit card company to say you forgot to pay, they may reply with, here's nothing you can do about it. Clark, please advise listeners who have missed a payment to call anyway. Before switching to auto pay, there were three different occasions where I missed a payment across a 10-year period. Each time I made the late payment, then called to ask the company to waive the late fee and record of my missed payment. Each time they did, and I was able to protect my 810 credit score. Chuck. Chuck, thank you. That's great advice. You don't ask, you don't get. What's the credit card company want? They want their money. And so you were offering your money and you were asking for something in return and you went three for three. Good advocate for yourself. Clark stinks like the fish that spoiled due to an electric bill that was not put on auto pay when away from the home. Not mine, but a family member that happened to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Finish the auto pay story. It's not just beneficial for the credit card and rent payments. Remember to auto pay your investments too, Michael. Michael, thank you. And auto paying into investments, automatic deposit is consumer behavior shows that that's the only way people get that money in there. That if you intend to deposit money into your Roth IRA or whatever it is, Intention doesn't get it done. Automatic deposit into it is how you make it happen. I want to make a comment because I heard you saying always to get a car loan from a credit union. Early this year, we had a chance to purchase a used car for my wife as her car would be given to a son who is graduating college, a 2006 RAV4 limited edition with 190,000 miles on it. 190? We found a decent one, a 2018 RAV4 limited with 30K miles from CarMax, and it tested great. It was Saturday, so we could not get in touch with our credit union we used before for other car loans. So we decided to use their own loan, the CarMax auto financing, and later would pay it off using the loan from the credit union. It turned out the CarMax loan was 4.95% versus 8.33% for 60 months with my credit score being above 830 at the time. Also, with your suggestion, we went to a Toyota dealer to check the vehicle for any issues, battery and alignment, in the following week and were able to get those replaced and fixed for free by CarMax with their 30-day return policy. Thomas. Thomas, thank you for all of that. You know, I, I have been a fan of CarMax since they started. I love the way they took a business that people hated and found out what people didn't like, and they got rid of it. 
I mean, imagine you go most anywhere else and you buy a used car. The second you buy it, they are allowed under the law to misrepresent, sell you junk, not disclose things. And the second you sign the paperwork, even if it won't get off the lot, you're stuck with it. And CarMax eliminated that by saying, yeah, you got 30 days to bring it back. You don't like it. And they cover them, I think, in most states, 90 days for different things, even the tires. The second thing they did was they came up with fixed pricing. So there's none of the games involved with the grind. I think that's great. Then CarMax makes its real money writing loans. In your case, the loan was outstanding and superior to what you could get from a credit union. And that's really great and surprising because usually you're going to pay a higher loan rate at the dealer. My thing about the credit union loans is get pre-approved for a credit union loan. And if a dealer can offer you a better deal, take it. In your case, in reverse, you were going to replace the CarMax loan with the credit union loan And that became unnecessary because the credit union loan, in your case, was actually much higher than the CarMax rate. Coming up ahead, you a veteran, you a family member who is, I want you to protect yourself. A lot of scamsters out there take advantage of veterans, particularly around holidays like Veterans Day. One week from today. That's a holiday that doesn't flip to Monday. Whenever Mm -hmm. Veterans Day falls on the calendar, that's when we celebrate, acknowledge, and appreciate And I want to talk about what's available to veterans as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is an unusual Veterans Day holiday for me because this will be the first Veterans Day in 22 years that I'm not in the uniform of my state guard, the Georgia State Defense Force. And it was my honor and my privilege for over 21 years to serve in the state guard. I was asked recently to participate in a Veterans Day activity, and unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town, but it still would have been weird to be there and not be in active service. And I am so appreciative, so grateful to people who wear the uniform of the military in the United States. And so it's particularly disturbing that I read a story in Kiplinger that people who serve in the military or are veterans of the military are being targeted by scamsters. And the Federal Trade Commission reports that scams against military personnel and vets 
are up 50%, 50% year over year. I mean, what kind of low life would target people that are putting their lives on the line or did put their lives on the line for our country? One of the ways that people take advantage of veterans is to lure them with an offer of a supposed special discount for veterans. They buy a list of active duty military personnel or veterans and use that as a pitch. Now, there are actual real deals available to veterans. We have a guide on Clark.com, a military section with all kinds of deals and special offers available to military personnel. This is not that. These are people using that as a pitch to try to take advantage of you. But what are they specifically targeting you with? Testimony before Congress from federal officials says they're going after people, military personnel, active duty military personnel, with scam investment schemes. Scams involving prizes, scams involving sweepstakes, scams involving lotteries. These things are so heavily targeted towards military personnel because of a special system that the military has that if a soldier, sailor, airman, a marine, whatever, they sign a form, it gives whoever the con artist is the ability to pull money out of the military person's pay automatically before money is ever deposited in the military personnel's account the money is taken by the con artist the scamster so there's always this fine line when is something an out and out criminal theft and when is it just a ripoff it's really hard to stop these automatic deductions for paychecks and so here's my request for you. If you have a family member, a loved one, they love targeting very young enlisted personnel, make sure they're aware not to sign up for things that are an authorization for money to be automatically pulled out of their paycheck. Please be careful. Plus, there are a lot of pitches on TV to try to get former military personnel, to sign up as part of various class actions. The deck is usually really stacked against you in so many of those class actions where once you sign up with a firm, whether they take a little or a lot of your money, you've already signed up with them and you're stuck with them. Don't just sign up with a lawyer who says, this will cost you nothing. We represent you at no risk. You need to know is with any lawyer, even in civilian life, when they're offering to represent you on a contingency, what is the fee? How much is it? What percent will you be giving up? And military personnel are especially susceptible with all these pitches on television. Remember, the number of scams targeting veterans up 50% in a single year. How disturbing is that as we approach Veterans Day a day that is sacred to express our gratitude and appreciation for those who serve. And thank you for serving. And we do have articles on Clark.com that have great information on discounts and other things for veterans.
Vincenza in Montana says, my soon-to-be ex and I own a condo together. It was our primary residence for 15 years. We owe $150,000. We purchased it for $325,000, and it's now worth eight fifty dollars to nine hundred dollars Okay, so in a bad situation, that's a good outcome is, wow, it's almost tripled in value? Yeah, crazy. We were absolutely going to sell it, but with interest rates and the housing market where it is, do you think it's a good idea to sell now and get our $250,000 tax benefit? 250 each. each. Right. We are also considering doing 20k in very necessary updates and renting it out for a year for $4300 a month minimum. Then we would sell it hoping the market gets better and we can get closer to a $1 million price range. Right now, this will help fund both of our housing costs separately, of course. FYI, we lived in a ski town where housing has turned to mostly vacation rentals. We considered doing this too, but we can't do that to this community. It needs to be a long-term rental. I listen to you first thing every day. It's a great way to start my day. Vicenza, I wish you the best. I know it's a very difficult transition you're going through in life. So, I don't know. There's every kind of divorce just as there's every kind of marriage. Let's start with the base of what you said at the end. We can't expect that real estate that made such a huge leap in value over a four and a half year window will continue to do so. I mean, you look at real estate values have pretty much flatlined in much of the country, little up, little down, depending on where you are. And the market is going to have to adjust, digest these much higher prices. So where things are today, you may find that values only gradually improve over a number of years moving forward because the big leap in value over the shorter period of time. If neither of you intend to live in this house and the market conditions are pricing it as high as you expect, eight fifty to nine hundred thousand, and right now you can have a five hundred thousand dollar exclusion from capital gains as a now still married couple. I think that it makes sense to consider selling the property and taking the gains each of you your half tax free. You would be able in the math you gave me, the whole thing would essentially be tax free. And then you each have money to go out with. You don't have to worry about a tax burden and live life as you wish each on your own rather than turning this into a rental property. And then what? Because then ultimately you could lose the entire, you own it as a rental long enough, you individually, collectively, you lose the entire exclusion, the 250 each. And so I think the best thing in this case is to sell it and move on if the marketplace will give you the price you anticipate between eight fifty and nine hundred. Tyler in Alabama says, I was in the market for a flat rate two percent credit card a few months ago. I looked at your recommendations and found the PayPal cashback MasterCard. This was an instant win with a three percent cashback option for me on PayPal transactions. However, I call customer service every time I paid off the balance as they would lock my available credit for twenty one days. The customer no service rep said this was due to new banking regulations. Needless to say, this rendered my card limit useless every few weeks. I also had many issues adding the card to my Samsung and Google Pay due to what service reps called security measures. Overall, I had a bad experience. What card would you say is the best 2% flat rate card? 
I'm currently looking at one with PenFed Credit Union. Also, how long should I wait before applying for a new credit card? So, first of all, let's go back to what was going on with PayPal. This is something that has been a trend that's not our friend with more and more card issuers. I don't know if you were paying your monthly payment by check or electronic bill pay, but if you're originating the payment, more and more issuers, particularly in somebody's first year of issuance of a card, are putting ultra-long holds on the available credit until they've decided it's been enough time for that payment to process and absolutely be fine. They are treating you as someone who is giving them bounce checks or doing some kind of unsavory activity. Wouldn't they also maybe, because the cash back rewards are so big, they don't want you to spend, like if you paid it down and then you went back up again, you're essentially like... I don't think so. I don't think that's what's going on. What I think is going on is they are worried that the, you know, that the payment is not going to be valid. So you can play the game their way and you might stop this problem if you pay directly at their website. Then they're pulling from live available funds in your account. But obviously, you're having real customer no service with them. So I would not close the account. But if there's a great offer from PenFed, grab it and see if you're treated better there. There's no problem if your credit score is solid for you applying for another card now after such a short period of time. You know, applying for new credit is really only a real danger sign and signal if you're about to apply for a mortgage. For any other purpose, it has minimal impact on your credit standing. It's one of the lowest factors considered in your credit reputation and your credit score. Kelly in Georgia says, we are a small auto repair business and haven't been able to afford traditional health insurance for our six employees in the past. We've been hearing about level-funded health insurance. It seems confusing, but a lot cheaper in cost. Is this a good thing or should we stay away? All right, so Kelly, let me tell you what it is and then you can make your own decision. Level-funded is an industry term for you doing self-insured health coverage for your employees. The cost is really low because you're on the hook for whatever medical bills your employees run up until you have reinsurance. So you are the insurance company for your employees up to a certain dollar loss, either per employee or for the overall group in a year. And so the premiums you're paying are for the reinsurance because you are the insurance company for your employees up to a certain point. That's why it's cheaper in premiums, because it's your own money that you're paying out for your employees. So it may end up being a much higher cost for you once you pay for all their medical bills than what you would have otherwise. So you are all what you're looking at is roughly equivalent to what big companies do. They self-insure 
And if they buy any reinsurance, big, big companies do it only for major, major illnesses where they reinsure. So that's why the premiums are lower because you're not buying traditional health coverage for your workers. You're the insurance company of Kelly for a lot of the claims that your workers would have. And we are ready for today's Clarkie and what you got. Okay, let's hear from Ryan. Hi, my name is Ryan and I am a Clarkie. I wanted to just thank Clark for everything that he's done for me over the years. I am 30 years old and I started listening to Clark when I was probably 17, called in a few times and I started a Roth IRA at his direction when I was 18 and it has accumulated since then and I have a healthy portion in there now. I've also been contributing to my retirement account at its max per his direction and uh, have also started 529s for all of my nieces and nephews. So I just wanted to throw a shout out to Clark for everything that he's done for this 30-year-old who is looking to be financially stable when he's older. Thanks. Bye. Well, I appreciate that so much. You're not going to be financially stable. You're going to be truly financially independent. We're starting at age 18, saving all this money, Ryan, in a plan at work, saving money in your own Roth IRA for the last 12 years, being so generous to provide college money for your nieces and nephews and 529 accounts. You're generous with saving for yourself and you're generous with providing help to others. That's the perfect combination and continued success to you. Glad I was able to start brainwashing you (laughs) at teenage 17 that you said I directed you to do things. No, I only suggested. Yeah, you can't direct a teenager to do anything. No, I mean, at at any age, (laughs) you know, it's the information that we put out is there for you to use however you wish to, to use the parts that feel true and sound to you. And I am the man from Roth. And I'm so glad that you heard my propaganda about Roth IRAs and did it starting as a teenager. The financial security you're going to have down the road, incredible. Thank you for taking the time to share. And it goes without saying that we are about being there for you in every possible way. It's Friday, so our wonderful people in the Team Clark Consumer Action Center are off for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, but bright and early Monday morning, they'll be there to serve you again with free one-on-one advice, guidance, and information for your wallet. This is something we've been doing since 1993. February 1st, 1993 is when we started answering your questions one-on-one for free. And you can see how to get that one-on-one advice if you go to clark.com slash CAC. Have a wonderful weekend.